This podcast contains graphic descriptions that some listeners may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. All right, now, with that being said, welcome to the Mortal Musings Podcast. Do you remember me telling you about the the lad when I was about 13? Yeah. And he put a frog in a bottle so the frog couldn't escape mm-hmm. while he repeatedly... <laughs> Sadistically. <laughs> Sadistically <laughs> smacked it against barbed wire. Yeah. So I've been messaging a lot of childhood friends mm. trying to... Because it, it, now it's doing my head. I haven't thought about that for years. But now it's doing my head and it's like, who was it? Because this could be someone I could still be classed as friends with today. Mm. Which I don't want. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a couple of people I've spoken to, they can vaguely remember it, but they can't remember who it was. They can't remember where it was. Mm. Um, there was a wooded area where we had a rope swing. That's one of the places it could be. Or the complete opposite end of town <laughs> under a flyover. You know, like, um, do you know what a flyover is? No. We always called it the flyover. So... Where the dual carriageway was. Okay. Yeah. What'd go to the next town. Like was, just underneath, like. Was like high up. Yeah, yeah. Fucking high as shit. And under there, there was grass. And we called it a swamp. Just like a little banking kind of thing. No. No, it was flat. But we, we called it a swamp. Okay. Uh, I don't think it were a fucking swamp. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it was. There was, there was bushes. Mm-hmm. And and trees, vegetation, and then there was water. Yeah, but you like down there, you definitely would find frogs. Um, so you're trying to go from the. Um... I'm not gonna stop until I find out who that was. But you've narrowed down the uh, the location to within a what, like a, a twenty mile radius, or how big are we talking? Twenty fucking mile. Um, you said from one end to the other. Yeah, so, so there was a wooded area. We had a rope swing. That was. That'd be about a 15, 20 minute walk to location number two. Okay. My house was basically in the middle. Do you know what this sounds like? Yeah. If someone went to to your gaff, they walk into your bedroom and on the side of the wall, there's like a board with a string string around the pins. (laughs) (laughs) A list of people's pictures down the side. But what I was going to say is one of the people I contacted, like... She she was one of my closest friends. Yeah. Like, she would be the one. You know that trend, what went, what, I don't know if it went around yeah, or if the, it's still going around. Here, I need your help. The one person you you'd call. Yeah. And you'd say, you know, I need your help. Someone's going to get hurt. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to help me? She, 100%, she would say, when, mm. where, I'm putting my shoes on. Yeah, yeah, I'm lacing them. Without a doubt, yeah. I, I would put any amount of money on it. Um, and then there was something else I wanted to say before we started. Oh, uh, we wanted to talk about the podcast. We, we listened to a podcast, Eye Opener Society. Mm-hmm. They, they covered like the obsession with serial killers. Yeah. So they did an episode. So their, um, podcast is about spirituality, but they had an episode where they looked into basically why we have such an obsession with true crime and serial killers. Which and- is you. Which is me, yeah, personally attacked. (laughs) 
no, they did a they did a brilliant job on it. It was um it was very good and it was so interesting to hear it from that perspective. Not just diving into a case, but why do we want to dive into a yeah. case? Why are we so interested? Uh, no, brilliant. They did a really good job on it. And we also want to say thank you to them for giving us a shout out on that episode. Yeah. What's today's episode? So today we're going to take a look at the gibbet. Is that a name <laughs> for a killer? No, no. The gibbet is a, is a thing. It's a an item, I suppose. A structure, I'll say. Yeah, sorry. It's a structure. What's a structure? Like a building. Well, um, it was something that was built. Yeah, and yeah, it was erected. So what? It was put up. Fuck's <laughs> 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 sake! Right. So, um, the word gibbet is used to mean either ga- <laughs> <laughs> fucking erected. Why is you, set- you knew that was going to set me off? Oh, actually, sorry. Before we get into it, <laughs> fuck's sake! Before we get into, it, I, I do want to say that um, the reason we are covering this is because I actually heard this covered on obituary podcast. Now, are they the ones who you showed me a clip? Mm-hmm. You, you, you were listening to a podcast and you started breaking your bollocks laughing. Yeah, because my dad is called Jeff. Mm-hmm. Spell G E O double F. Yes. So you come running like fucking Linford Christie to me, going, You need to listen to this. And is it Madison? Madison, yeah. She was saying Geoff. Yes. And straight away he was like, Wait, what? Wait, that, that, no, no, no. She's, she's meaning that's Jeff. Yeah. And he was like, he was laughing so hard. I remember, I can't, said, breathe. I can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> No, see what happened, right? So I had listened to it at work, I think it was. And I come back and I was like, as soon as I heard, I was like, I have to play this for Neil. Because like that, like you said, that's what we call your father. I've called my dad Geoff. Geoff for fucking All years. my life. Yeah. As long as I've known you, I've probably called him Geoff. Yeah. Um, yeah. As soon as I heard, I was like, oh my God. I checked what time that was said in the podcast, remembered it. And I was like, Neil, you have to fucking listen to this. It was so funny. But uh, no, they, they're a brilliant podcast. Go listen to them. And like I said, this is actually where I got the episode from. As soon as they covered it, I was like, okay, I need to do that. That's brilliant. So it's a building what was erected. It was a structure that would be erected. Okay. So the word gibbet is used to mean gallows or public execution structure. All right. Gallows? Gallows, yeah. But gallows is what they hang people off. Well, yeah. So it's kind of both. Okay. Okay. So it was used to display dead bodies by hanging them in public. And the types of structure included are guillotine, executioner's block, impalement stake, hanging gallows, or scaffold. So it's, it can kind of mean a variety of things. Yeah. So I'm not sure if this is pronounced different ways or it's just different spellings. Um, dual or dull trees. I think it's dual. But like I said, spelled two different ways. I think it's depending on what country you're in or region. Well, we know what double is for us. Well, yeah. <laughs> so they were also used for the execution of gibbeting. Okay. And what's that? It's a tree. It's a type of tree that would be used. But gibbeting? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, am I lost here? What? <laughs> So, like I said, right, it, it can mean gallows or public execution structure. So it could be the means 
Because okay. pirates use trees and well, no, no, no. Sorry, I, when when us, I us Brits, we we like to hang. There's still quite a few in pirates the UK. On trees. Yeah, I, I actually have some of locations listed in the UK because there's still some that are there. They'd always have them like on the on on the coast. So if pirate ships were coming in, yeah, it was the like a warning. first thing they'd see is mm. pirates hanging. Yeah, from trees. But yeah, like like I said, so it's you're not lost. It is both. It's it's a little bit confusing. But yeah, it could either be the actual method that they were using, or it's literally to display the body. Okay. So gibbeting was a punishment which could be given by a judge in addition to execution, but sometimes gibbeting was used as the method of execution, like I just said. Yeah. It's kind of it's a bit of both. And because female bodies were always used for dissection by surgeons or anatomists, the victims of gibbets were always male. It, it wasn't like a nice thing of like, spare the women. It was literally like, oh no, we make more money off female yeah, bodies. Yeah, yeah. So a bit of the background of it. Gibbeting originated in medieval times, but it reached peak popularity in England in the 1740s. Pirates. Pirates. It's around that time, isn't it? 17. <laughs> It was seen as a as an event, yeah. So massive crowds would gather into the thousands. <laughs> and he was in a bit of a addition on his fingers there. Pirates would have been around then. You you know a lot more about pirates in the time frame than I because I, I played fucking Assassin's no, Creed Black you're Flag. In, well, yeah, <laughs> that's right. No, but you are. You what is that? Your only. Well, that's where I met Anne Bonnie. That's where uh, you met her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's where I right. I didn't really care that much about pirates. You know, his, history-wise, it was always Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Viking, a bit of Vikings. But then uh, I played Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And after that, then I was starting to search up Anne Bonny. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and looking up their history. Well, Assassin's Creed is a great game for that. Like, to get, like... It's not, your... it's not that factual. No, 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 I don't mean that it's factual, but I mean, it kind of gives people enough to then be like, oh, I want to look into this further and kind of, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, educate them. So yeah, like I said, it, it was seen as an event. Massive crowds into the thousands would gather. It was something that you just had to see was someone being gibbeted. Yeah. Like, it's, it's sick. But I mean, that's why we're here doing this podcast, well, why this, you're listening, because we all have a morbid curiosity. Well, this is what we were saying when we was listening to that episode of the Eye Opener Society. Mm. Because that's where it comes from about uh, our interest in serial killers now. It's... You know, back in the day, people, families sit down to watch TV shows now on the on the telly. Back then it was, let's get together to yes. watch a hanging. Yes. I mean, even now, like, it's not obviously the same scale, but people will still go and watch uh, an execution. If they announced it now, people would. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely. There'd be a lot more protests, but there would definitely be people on the other side of that. Yeah. You know? Uh, that's actually... Uh, what happened back then, again, not to the same extent, but even with the masses of people that would gather to witness the event, there were still people who objected to the act just because of how horrific it was. I mean, it is brutal, you know? But the, the problem was authorities felt that it was the only way you could deter criminals, you know, to make the punishment as heinous as possible. Yeah. You know? This didn't really do shit, though, okay? According to Atlas Obscura, there is a record of a crime Okay, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. A 16-year-old girl invited her friend to the site of a gibbet for a picnic. Yeah. Okay. 
while there, she fed her friend a piece of poison cake, right? Okay. So she went to the gibbet, not just like, oh, it's beautiful, to actually commit murder, right? And you, you want to know what her reason was? She was pretty than her. Her friend was offered a job that she wanted. <laughs> Fucking petty bastard, huh? <laughs> Look, last thing we wanted to be talking about here is work. <laughs> okay. They also didn't want them to be tampered with. So gibbets would usually stand at about 30 foot high or higher. Uh, and it was to make it, you know, like I said, as difficult as possible for people to interfere with. And yeah. there is, there's one gibbet that was actually studded with 12,000 nails. So basically, you don't like it, fuck off. You're going to rip yourself to shreds yeah, trying yeah. to do anything about it. So as for the corpses that were now left hanging, well, it wasn't great, okay? The odour would have been unbearable, like, as you can imagine. It's, it's, a, it's a rotting corpse yeah. outside your window. People would have to make sure their windows were shut to stop the smell of the rotting flesh from coming into their homes. And the bodies could be left there for years, decades even. Right. I mean, literally till there's nothing left but the skeleton. They'd just be like, ah. Like, can you, can you imagine? You look, <laughs> beautiful day, you wake up, look outside and there's just like... And is this us Brits? Uh, this is where it was most popular and all, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, no, these were devils first. These really were. Uh, as well as the smell, this is the bit that'll get you. They were creepy. Like, these are like metal structures. So as the wind is blowing and passing through, they're just creaking and all that back and forth. You would shit yourself. Yeah. You would not be about it. So for the construction of gibbets, blacksmiths were tasked with constructing them. But because gibbeting was more of a rare occurrence, they didn't really have much to go on. You know, it's kind of make us a gibbet. And they're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. They didn't have much to go on, so the structures varied a lot. So some gibbets would just hold the torso, leaving the arms and the legs dangling. Yeah? Yeah. And others would encase the entire body. So most gibbets no longer stand, but there are still a few. So... You're going to tell me one's in Sheffield? Uh, no, but yes, Yorkshire. So the Combe Gibbet in Hungerford, the Gibbet Hill Wood in Coventry, the Sten Cross Gibbet in Northumberland, also known as Winter's Gibbet. Uh, the Busby Stoop Inn in North Yorkshire. Execution Dock in East London. Halifax Gibbet, and you guessed it, that's in Halifax, West Yorkshire. Caxton Gibbet in Cambridgeshire. Uh, there's the Cage of John Bread's Gibbet in East Sussex. The Millam Gibbet in Cumbria. And the Brig Gibbet in Lincolnshire. So do you know what I'm shocked at with that? Mm-hmm. Where's the Scots? I thought there'd be plenty up there. I mean, they these, were are just, these are just the ones that are left standing kind of thing. So these ones are... Right, so they're from what I, I know about this, from what I read, they're still there slash have been reconstructed to be there. Like, there, there's loads that have been taken down, got rid of, but yeah, use in England, you, you just love a gibbet. You just love it. So if we take a look at a couple of these... <laughs> it's just it sounded like a, a bit of a euphemism if I say give it <laughs> so if we take a look at a couple of these yeah mm -hmm. so the cage of John Breads in East Sussex John Breads was a local butcher who was executed for the murder of Alan Greble and he was the deputy mayor in 1741 his body hung for years the gibbet and the skull of John Breads are now kept in Rye Town Hall 
Why? It's still a thing. <laughs> I, I don't I mean, like, it is history. It's interesting. But it seems kind of, you'd think it would be kind of in a separate museum, not just town hall. Fucking town hall. Like that weirdo in um, Dark Taurus. Yeah. So the rest of the skeleton was either taken by animals or by people who would take the bones to make what they believed to be a cure for rheumatism. <laughs> yeah. The Busby Stoop Inn in North Yorkshire. So Thomas Busby was a pub landlord and he was described as a crook and a thug. I wouldn't believe that of a Yorkshireman. You will not hear it. <laughs> so he was married to a woman called Elizabeth Otty. Thomas and her father, Daniel, they did not get on. Tensions reached tipping point in 1702 when Thomas walked into his pub to find his father-in-law sat in his favourite chair. (laughs) This is it. This is where it kicked the fuck off. So threatening to take Thomas's wife back, Thomas was pissed and he kicked Daniel out of his pub. See, you're making jokes of that. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, I'm very. we, We have a sofa. Yeah. We have. Uh, dining chairs around the table. We have a double bed. You pick a side of the bed. You you pick a chair. You pick a. If I ever sit there, you shoot me a look. Even if you're not going to be sitting there, you shoot me a look. Mm-hmm. See, you're just. I could see you doing that. Okay, but here's the thing. I'm going to read this next bit, and you tell me if I would do this as a reaction. Okay. Okay. So later that night, he went to Daniel's home. And beat him to death with a hammer. See. Have I ever done that? See, beat him to death with a hammer, it's more my side. Oh, Sutcliffe. Sutcliffe. Mm, yeah. So Busby was found guilty of murder and forgery and ordered to be hanged on a gibbet outside of his own pub. His body was also dipped in tar to slow down the process of decomposition. So again, you aren't just into this horrifically gruesome display you're like nah make it last longer drag it out yeah yeah so i've included a little bit of ghost stuff for you here because i know you like your paranormal okay as long as it's not too stupid like you know i'm not really into this shite but you know it's a it's a bit of fun You, you know what my my belief is i can feel it therefore it is no No, mine is, I don't believe there's like evil spirits and, and all this stuff. I, I think it's, it's like... Um, Energy type of thing. No, it's like a, a, an imprint. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you feel like as if it's history replaying itself type of thing. You yeah, could witness something you, that happened a hundred years like ago or whatever. Literally like a snippet of something. Yeah. I don't believe in jack shit to do with it, but... You will do. Mm. And I take you to, uh, shit, what's it called? Um... Stocksbridge Bypass. Stocksbridge Bypass. You'll shit yourself. Right. So, oh, bear in mind, this is in Yorkshire, this one. Okay. So. North Yorkshire, though. Yeah. It's not proper Yorkshire. Mm, We won't go there, will we? So, (laughs) before the execution, Thomas was allowed a final drink in his favourite chair. (laughs) What are you laughing at him for? (laughs) Leave me. Fucking chair. Do you know what I would have done as punishment yeah. before killing him? Burnt his chair in front of him. Jesus. He obviously loved this See, fucking... This was, do you know what he is? He's Father uh, Jack with his brick. Yeah. I love my chair. <laughs> That's what they should have done. Should have took a shit on his chair. Oh, right. <laughs> For fuck's sake. 
So after he finished his drink, he cursed the chair so that anyone who sits in it will suffer a premature, painful death. Was this on Ghost Adventures? I don't think so. I don't remember it. Were they ever in Yorkshire? You would have remembered that episode. No, 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 no. So Zach, the, the main lad on Ghost Adventures, he has a museum and he has a chair. No, no, no. He has a chair and if you sit in it, you're supposed to f- start feeling ill and shit. You're no. supposed to feel what the owner felt. This, this chair is in a museum. Yeah, that's what I just no, said. Not but Zach's museum's like his gaff. Like it doesn't say. It's not his gaff. Zach, well, <laughs> I it's thought not it was. Fucking gaff. It's a museum <laughs> in Vegas, I think. Yeah, no, th- this isn't uh, in Zach's museum. Okay, well, this is in Scarborough. It's uh, in Thirsk Museum. Do you know where Thirsk? Yeah, do you know where that is? I, I I've heard of it. Okay, so anyway, yeah, he would uh, curse it so anyone who sits in it would suffer a premature, painful death. People believe that Thomas still haunts the pub and his chair. Okay. I don't know what you're laughing at. Go stay there. (laughs) Go stay there. (laughs) Are you ready for this bit? Okay. Right. His chair has been implicated in over 60 deaths. I don't think that's very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Chair. This is people's lives what have ended. No, that's terrible. But how the hell are you going to implicate a chair? <laughs> did, the, did the chair legs break and you fell and hit your head? No. <laughs> okay, so because of the high death rates connected with this chair, in 1978, the landlord of the pub gave the chair to Thirsk Museum and he asked that they hang it from the ceiling so there's no more incidents involving the chair. Okay. Here's the bit, right? The best thing about this is experts at the museum have examined the chair and they said the chair was made around 1840s, yeah? Mm-hmm. That's about 150 years after he was even knocking about. So someone's talking shit. Someone's fucking talking <laughs> shit. He, this landlord is like, oh, here's an attraction and then tried to fuck it off to the museum or whatever. Yeah, but this is the thing, like, with, with experts, you know, these historical experts... They'll look at something and they'll say, ah, oh, that dates back to the 1800s. Could be the 1500s, but we'll just take their word for it. I mean, it could be, but like, I have no reason not to believe them. Do you know well, what I mean? Well, stuff like that. Surely they would want that to be true because it would bring more people to the museum. But they're like, no, nah, you're fucking talking shit. It's bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> it's so right. So I read all of this. I was like, oh, oh, this would be good for Neil. He likes, you know, paranormal stuff. You know, it's not a million miles from where he's from either. Oh, this is great. You thought I'd enjoy the killer chair. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, so I was like, right, I'll throw that in. And then when it got to the end of the article I was reading and they were like, yeah, but the thing is, this chair, it's not even the same chair. And I was like, for fuck's sake. So we'll take a look at the decline of it, you know, start to kind of fall out of favour. So over the years, you know, like I said, it, it started to kind of, go away people you know people's attitudes were changing towards it the last two men to be gibbeted in england were william jobling and james cook and they were both gibbeted in 1832 so william jobling who worked as a miner was hanged and gibbeted for the murder of nicholas fairless a collier owner and a local magistrate after the hanging his body was put into a cart and brought on a tour around the area before being placed inside the iron cage for display. That's morbid. Mm. 
brought on it like <laughs> when you when you hear that yeah put into a cart so basically a fucking wheelbarrow yeah. it's like oh look it like what the fuck <laughs> that's morbid like, as shit imagine and like i said bear in mind that's before they then display his corpse yeah like it's what the fuck so james cook he was a bookbinder and he was hanged and gibbeted for the murder of Mr. Pass and that was his creditor. And he was a manufacturer of brass instruments. Cook beat Pass to death. He then cut up the body and burnt it to try and hide the evidence. So what they did to him was they shaved and tarred his head, <laughs> reserved it from the weather, yeah. before being displayed on a 33 foot high gallows. That'd do it. Slads, lads. The wheelbarrow got me. As we said before, there's people who objected to the gibbet because of how brutal it was. And, you know, it was around this time that people's attitudes were really changing. And I think we can all agree it was for the better. Yeah. So that, that was kind of the end of the gibbet around that time. But like I said, there's still some structures that stand if, if you wanted to actually visit them and kind of get an idea how it would feel to walk down the street and just see a corpse swaying, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that, that was, um, that's the gibbet and that's the, uh, the English's love of it. We do, uh, we do love some torture. Uh, I would agree. Yeah, you do. Because we're, I don't know if we invented it, but we definitely used it. The thing what turned people into a Stretch Armstrong. Oh, the thing that like, they crank. Yeah, and it stretch all their arms, all their legs. Just breaks everything. Yeah, fuck me. They'd ask them a question, they don't get the answer, they Stretch we'll, it a bit more. We'll definitely be doing an episode on different torture methods. It's very, it's very, um, it's very interesting how creative people got. Yeah. I think for me, I would take any sort of torture method over, there's only two, what would be the worst for me. Shoving stuff up your fingernails and Blood Eagle. Yeah, that one. That's That one's well. theatrical. That shit. For the oddity today, we're going to take a look at locked-in syndrome. You ever heard of it? Uh, when I used to go to a pub quiz, we used to do a lock-in after a lock that. In. Yeah, yeah, but um, no, it's not that. Uh, it's not getting so pissed. When COVID hit, we were all locked in. Locked in. No, no, it's uh. So this uh, this type of locked-in syndrome. Locked jaw. No, so locked-in syndrome, right? There's another name for it. Bear with me, okay. Cerebromedulospinal disconnection. Okay. That's the other name for it. Okay. Locked-in syndrome is a little bit easier. So locked-in syndrome is a disorder of the nervous system. And luckily it is rare. Okay. According to healthline.com, there's less than 1,000 cases of it in the US. Some of the causes of locked-in syndrome include stroke, traumatic brain injury, tumours, Diseases of the circulatory system and diseases that destroy the myelin sheath. And that's basically, you know, like a protective covering over your nerve cells. Mm-hmm. Uh, also med- medication overdose. So what happens to you with locked-in syndrome is all of your muscles become paralyzed, except for the ones that control your eyes, right? Mm-hmm. So with locked-in syndrome, you're cognitive. You can still think and reason and remember things. Yeah. You just can't communicate any of this. So essentially, you're just sort of trapped in your body. Your only form of communication would be through eye movement. So it's what you call a vegetation state? No, no. This is your, it's the same as me and you right now. 
Yeah. You know, I say something, you start thinking about it, or you know what I mean? You just can't do anything. If I. Well, that's vegetation state. No. So it is. No, it's not. You, your, your brain is working absolutely fine. Your oh. brain is like, you're, you're, like I said, it's the same as me and you sat here right now. I say something, you think about it, you can ask a question. It's just that you couldn't do anything. All you could do is blink furiously at me <laughs> to indicate yes or no. Okay. You can't do anything. Can you imagine how fucking terrifying that is? You're just laid there. You can't fucking do anything. And you've got to just trust people around you. I've said to you many times, if, I, if I'm ever in a state like that, kill me. I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't want to be alive. I wonder how it actually does work with that. Because your, what, your body is... suicide? Yeah, because your body is paralysed, but your brain is fine. So would it, would it be considered it's rare, euthanasia but it if you were to... It's rare, but it does happen. What? Well, it's only the same as if someone's in a coma. Yeah. You know, they ask someone, do you want us to pull the plug or not? No, no, but it's not the same thing. It kind of is. No, it's not. You can't. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? No, I know what you're saying. Like you feel. I, it's yeah, a I'm similar not speaking. Thing. I'm not speaking for anyone who no, gets legally, into this state. You know, but legally speaking, like you couldn't be like, "Well, I snuffed him out. I knew it's what Jerry wanted." Do you get what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> ask, ask me. Blink once for yes, <laughs> twice for no. But you're, <laughs> you're putting yourself in legal trouble. Do you get me? Even if you're doing it to help a person. Well, right. It's like that Dr. Kevorkian. This is the difference between me and you. I would put myself in legal trouble to fulfill your dream. <laughs> fulfill my dream? <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying. Like, but uh, it, it's a hard one to... I'll tell you what, if you're worried about the legalities, I'll ring Claire. Oh no, I can't ring her because I'm fucked. No, this is what I'm saying. She's blinking at me a lot. I'm like, what do you want? Right. What do you need? Right. This is the new pact. If I'm in any sort of state like that, you contact Claire. She will come and smother me with a pillow immediately. She'll come and do that anyway. Yeah. No. Um, it, yeah. You're, you're saying this as if like, oh, well, you know, but you're putting yourself in, in harm's way doing that. Not harm's way, but um, a lot of legal trouble. Yeah. You know, like, would you, would you help a friend? Who's just said that? Yes. Yeah, that's a, into all types of shit here. What do you mean? <laughs> but you no, do you get I don't know I'm, if I was listening properly. Say it again. If you had a friend who was like, shoot me, I'm done living, shoot me. You'd be like, all right, bang, done. Well, my airsoft rifle wouldn't... It wouldn't do much damage, <laughs> no. It's a little bit of a bruise a on the arm. <laughs> um, what, but they're capable of doing stuff. Yeah, they just don't want to live anymore. They're done. Then they're just... Uh, Go and jump off a cliff yourself. Okay. If like no no no, if they've already been for therapy, if if they've been around the nines, they've done everything, and nothing's worked. Because some people are, they just they get to like forty years old and they're like I've done everything I want to do. I, mm. I just don't want it. It's it's not that they're depressed or anything. Some people are just I don't want to be here. I'm done. Yeah, they just were never kind of happy and it's kind of they made peace with it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's everything for today. Um, I think just. Just to say again, thank you to the Eye Opener Society for the shout out. I love and them guys. Yeah, they 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 seem absolutely lovely and they're amazing. They did, it was a great episode they did. So yeah. go and check that out. 
Thank you for listening to the Mortal Musings Podcast. If you're interested in supporting the podcast and hearing extra content, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Mortal Musings Podcast. You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Mortal Musings Podcast or email us at mortalmusingspodcast at gmail.com.